0: Well, friends, this is the business education series, as I did mention to you. I started the month looking at ethics in business. And last week, oh, I beg your pardon, on Tuesday, we looked at the word ethics and we looked at several myths. Thank you for those that sent in messages. And just in case you want to um, be a part of um, contributing or Having some form of feedback sent to me, you can easily um, follow me on any of my handles. Twitter, and Instagram is at IDYENANG. And perhaps you also want to send a mail, it's contact at NavigateWithID.com. Today, I want to stretch this further because I'm going to look at this in varied dimensions. You can't afford to joke with ethics ethics and ethical practices are sustainable and they sustain last week i started the journey by letting you understand that as you are branding your business as you've made your business a brand people are going to expect certain things from you reputation wise and you don't want your reputation to go to the dogs simply because of unethical practices So, what do you need to do? You need to guard it. And ethics is that shell that keeps you in that space. So, if you are a businessman, a businesswoman, a business leader, a business owner, an entrepreneur, there are several dimensions of ethics that you must bring to the table. The first one I want you to understand, if you are a business owner... You must set up what I call a code of business conduct or a code of ethics. If you are starting a business or you are in it and you do not have it, you need to. Why? Because it becomes your legal guide. It becomes a practical guide to your colleagues in how they would deal and work in several dimensions. For example, if you have a code of ethics that speaks to the way you compete, it will spell out these are the do's and don'ts for us as regards this aspect. I'm going to come, I'm going to spend some good time bringing out some of these do's and don'ts to help those of you who are in highly competitive industries, sectors, or businesses, you must have an ethical guide on fair competition. These days, it's becoming a lot more serious. My friend um, Shola uh, Salakor, um, uh, is going to kill me for still calling her Shola Salakor. Anyway, uh, we'll settle that at back home. But she's now um, in that whole space as a commissioner. You know, federal commissioner driving all the things around fairness and competition. So it is important. Do you know that you can also stretch this guide to the way you buy? You can have a code of ethics, a practical guide to ethics when dealing with suppliers and basically how you buy and what you buy. You can stretch this to the way you recruit what do i mean you will clearly spell out the practical guide on how people will be recruited into your organization and how they will operate within the organization and the whole gamut of it will settle in a space called the code of business ethics the way you work Every well meaning entity that has a solid knack and reputation will always have a code of business ethics. When you find solid organizations in any sector sitting, if you are working in a company that is a multi multinational, an MNC that we call them, multinational corporation, and you've never seen a document that spells out the code of ethics, then it tells you that some of these things that you do under the table may get you in trouble someday. That business is at risk, has a reputational risk. So do not, do not live in fool's paradise. But if you work for such organizations, you know that you will always refresh it not just by attending courses, but they'll make you sign a document that you've read and understood the code. What do I mean by reading and understanding the code, friends? This period is a business education series and that I've started with the point of ethics. You know that i mean business and I'm going to go through each of these for you to see. I know that companies like MTN, companies like Guinness, Diageo, companies like Coca-Cola, companies like L'Oreal. Friends, I had the privilege of really working in these organizations and the business of interacting with them, including Samsung. They have code of ethics and this code has no respect for you if you do not respect yourself within the ambits of the code. So I'm talking about respect for individuals, respect for the law, and and respect for the local customs. These are critical items that are spelled out in this code. If you're running a business today, and you're not able to start on that pathway, just by letting your staff know, what is and what isn't, then you're probably setting up yourself for failure. So it's important we look at this. If I'm to break it down and you want to look at a code of business ethics by way of, say, the way we work, number one, you can look at it as a business. So if you are in manufacturing or service or you're providing a or you build products you must speak to a product safety and quality you can also speak to your service quality the second one when you look at your business as a whole i'm talking about the dimensions of the code of ethics or business ethics product safety and quality is one a second one is accuracy in financial and business records making sure that your business records and financials are accurate no chinichini chini. i said chinichini chini to you last week chinichini chini is under the table no under the table nothing everything is on the table the third part you can look at is a use of company resources you must define what company resources are and how they are to be used you know on tuesday when i was speaking to you i said there's this particular myth when they say everybody's doing it it's called the safety numbers everybody's doing it so what then because everybody's doing it you also will go do it and you get caught and fired then you start sitting and and singing like a canary and you say, oh, but so-so-and-so does it, so-so-and-so. Were they caught? No. Who was caught with the hand in the cookie jar or minus jar? You did it. Why? Because you didn't look at the code. Every company of repute has a code as regards how the company resources will be utilized and managed. Number four, as a business, you must have, your code must recognize confidential information and what is so addressed. Very many times, I see some things stray in social media, especially with this generation who do not have boundaries. Friends, if you work for a good company or you work, you're an entrepreneur, you own a business, how would you like somebody to carry your news out there and throw them out there? Some of you say, I don't care. Because you live in the age of technology when on the touch of a button, you can press out, put out anything. You've never seen what the future holds because the future is now whatsoever a man sows he will reap if you think about destroying another man's business taking out confidential information when you have it tagged private and confidential it means so it is private it is confidential it is only meant for those who are addressed but some of us ignore such meals and by reason of happenstance maybe you feel bad about what has happened to you in the business or how you feel probably you've been overworked underpaid you just carry bile you decide to make a photocopy or you these days every phone is a smartphone you put your camera to use and next minute you're smashing it up there dropping it on twitter and social media you're trying to embarrass the company But you don't know you're embarrassing yourself. First and foremost, so many things and dimensions can be taken. You could, you'll first and foremost be dismissed, not fired. You'll be dismissed. And then legal actions will be taken against you. You could just spend your time and money you didn't have to get yourself out of jail. As a business, confidential information is part of the code of business ethics. They even go to the extent of representation of the company. It's not everybody that can speak to the media. Business ethics will always tell you, you are not. I mean, I see some folks. You know, that's why I like civil servants. You know, you can't just go on air and just talk anyhow. By the time you come back, you will see the note, I'm directed to inform you. you You will appear before a panel and then... Why reasonable disciplinary actions will not be taken against you? In the same way, if you are an entrepreneur, understand that you can't just let anybody represent the company. No, it must be stated so people can read and understand it. And wait for this. This is another item within the code of business ethics. It's about gifts and entertainment. Look at Christmas time. And you see all manner of hampers. And then you see the ones with legs, the ones with leggings, and the ones with leggities. All manner of hampers. And those ones that are delivered without people even knowing. I've seen situations where people just say, oh, you know that we are not allowed to take more than 10,000. So what do you do? You divert, you give them another address because you want to honor the person. Let me tell you something, friends at least in my last job at L'Oreal, it was not more, you would not get a gift more than $50. Anything on more than $50, you have to declare. And in declaring it, you have to register it, every single one that comes in. And so, when people bring all the hampers, oh, MD's office, my office was just like that, my PA, Timmy, will put everything there. Then, I'll have them Anybody that comes to the office, I'll just tell them to call the guys from the floors. Random. They'll start from you know, call my direct reports, call my guys, and they all come through. As you come to my office, I say, look at that, and Temi will tell you, pick one thing. So everybody picks an item. And by the time you go round, up to the cleaners, they all pick. Everybody picks. And you go a second time. All the hampers. That's how I give up. That's how that's what I do with my hampers. I don't take them home. But guess what? In the midst of this, as long as it's business related, this is where ethics comes in. I have my friend, if he sends me a gift because she knows if he is my friend, if he is my sister, she sends me a gift. I will register if he's gift and her telephone number and say, This is a gift with a picture. And my PA takes it and then she will follow up with if he and write a letter to if he to say thank you. Same with every other person. Should anybody wake up tomorrow and say, But the MD has been collecting his own. No, no, no. It's documented. But do you do that? No. Business ethics. See why you need to have a code of business ethics? Define what is gifts. Define what is entertainment. Many people, if they're not defined, you go out and take your girlfriends out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and come back and say uh, client meetings. It is wrong. It's unethical. Stop it then day they catch you you violate that code you're fired that's it it's because it is written a man shall not live by deceit alone but the code of ethics will make it work there's another aspect that comes in the space of business bribery and facilitation payments when you have a proper code of business ethics you will define bribery you will define because people will turn around and say they are facilitating what are you facilitating bribery bribery and you will be clear you will sign it so if your company does not have it do not in any way think you have escaped because there are laws of the land remember i said to you that when you have a code of business ethics it respects individuals It respects the law and it respects local customs. So if your business is about to start, you must start by really defining some of these things and writing them down. You may not get all of it in one day. That's why this series is important. That's why I call it the business education series. And as I'm going into ethics, I'm showing you the kind of items you must have. If you are looking at As a business and very soon I'm going to step into as an employer see the code will also tell you as an employer that I wrote it what are my responsibilities number one so when you look at a code of business ethics as an employer the first line you will consider is health safety and security of your employees it's paramount it's called HSE in another context health safety and environment hsc but here we're talking about health, safety, and security. You are not the you know these days is the only guys that are carrying one 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 are the big boys. No, any staff is expected to be secure, and what is good for the goose is good for the gander. Under a proper code of business ethics, when there's a travel advisory nobody travels not only the ceo the ceo cannot say it's only the senior managers that cannot travel uh the younger ones can travel who likes to die and i'll tell you in almost all the organizations i worked at senior levels there was also a part in the code that would not allow a certain number of executives travel so if we're going for our executive conference in london or the u.s all of us cannot travel in the same airplane. They always put us in three three different planes, but we arrive at the same time. So some fly Emirates, some fly BA, some fly Virgin. The entire leadership team will not get on one plane. It's part of the code. You can't violate it. And so if the staff are traveling, you know that you cannot travel this number. So, for example, as CEO, I couldn't be on the same same plane with the CFO, for example. So the CFO has to go with a different flight. If I'm flying BA, he flies Virgin, and we're probably going to get to the same space. All of those are put in the code. As an employer, diversity. Diversity. Go to certain of our organizations. We are very soon International Women's Day. It's always about women, yes, because they are productive. That the birth canal. They are transformation agents. International Women's Day is about to come and they're talking about the challenge. What exactly are you challenging? Harassment and bullying. What is, bullying. is your position as an employer? It must be written. Harassment and bullying. Nobody needs to come and say, ah, it's because of the what she wore. She wouldn't even wear it in the first place if it's in the code, because at some space there's something in there harassment and bullying in the workplace there are too many bullies in the workplace in the workplace too many bullies especially some of the seniors who think they've been there forever and any young person that comes say, hey come here uh, I, I, did you see me or you want to there's a meeting and you find the young ones being bullied there are too many bullies all of those should be in a the code then you know i said harassment and bullying Sexual harassment has a separate title on its own. It's not in that harassment. I want you to understand it. Maybe later I'm going to unfold, peel these onions very well. That's why I said it's a business education, education series. I told you guys from February, I'm going to spend quality time because many of us are misinformed or do not even know. What I see is a lot of ignorance on fire. There's a lot of ignorant people around there And they don't know the difference. Not their fault. Because many bosses set up businesses and they themselves were not properly schooled. I'm grateful to God for the schools God took me through. Because you can't work starting from oil and gas. I started from Elf. I moved into Guinness. From Guinness to the Coca-Cola company. To Cadbury. To Samsung. And then to L'Oreal. I can't go through that kind of pathway. And then I'll just come out and be M U M U At all. Can't work. So there is a place as an employer in your code for privacy. You can't just barge into my comfort. Anything that is private, there are certain things that are private. An employer does not have any right. For instance, you can't, because you gave me the device, you cannot go into my mail without my consent. And by the way, a lot of you do not know that salaries, your salaries and All of that, they are confidential. All of you that, oh, but you know, say they just pay me 200 naira. Something they worry you. You violated. And it's because there's no code of business ethics. People just talk about their salaries anywhere. No, it will be in the code. You can't. Or part of it, the step down is what you call your HR handbook. You can't, friends. So privacy is a major element for employers then inside there you must consider conflicts of interest. Let me tell you something. When I joined, I set up Corporate Shepherds in 2009, by the grace of God, and I started navigate with ID April 1 on a station in Lagos here, April 1, 2009. So that's how far I've been on radio, okay? But I went over to my employers then, and I had to write to tell them that, I have corporate shepherds to teach, to guide, and motivate individuals and businesses. I had it in Cadbury, uh, sorry, at the Coca Cola company. I had it, I didn't have corporate shepherds but I had, you know, this is what I'm doing. I had it in Cadbury. When I got to um, Samsung, it was very clear. In fact, I don't want to mention names now, but there was a particular employer that said to me, oh, you must only, for corporate shepherds, you'll only have one outing in a year. I said, keep your job. I just walked away from Southern Sun. I just looked at the man and said, keep your job. I just got up. I said to him, sir, thank you very much. I said, you can't. You can't. That's, I said, by the way, I'm not, I'm not hungry. And he said, Mr. Nang, please sit down. Let's be civil. I said, you're the one that is, I said, don't go there. I mean, do you know what you're saying? This is something that is my life purpose and you want me to just walk away from it. Keep your job. I don't need it, but you know why? And I said, I'm declaring it so that you know it's not a conflict of interest. You cannot find me using the company time to talk and to work on corporate shepherds. No, forget it; it would never happen. But you'll find corporate shepherds is a part of me, and I'm a part of corporate shepherds. I will never use company time. That's why when I had seminars in at, at the Oriental, at Sheraton Lagos, multiple. All I made sure that it had nothing to do with my work time. As a matter of fact, some of my colleagues go to sign up and then they join. I don't ask them. It's a conflict of interest. I'm very clear. But it's because I've worked through that process to know what is codified and what should not be. Conflicts of interest have taken a lot of people out. So when you have a code of business ethics, you'll also have a big chapter that has to do with your responsibility as a corporate citizen. If you are a business owner, business leader, you must have a code to specify around political activities because your business cannot be seen to be overtly supporting political parties or activities. No, you can't. There must be something about it. Contribution to the community. There must be Something written that speaks to your contribution to the community and how you go about it. Or what I would call environmental stewardship. We had a lot of that in my previous employees. you find the likes of MTN, the MTN Foundation, the Coca-Cola Foundation. These are, and then their courses that they take on. Having the green environment. You wonder, why is it so? Oh, paperless. We want to steward a paperless culture being able to preserve our environments these are things that are written down friends and it's not by accident it's part of the code of business because you understand and there's respect for local customs where you do business you know without this codes of ethics without the code of ethics or code of business conduct there's no guidance for the entire team entire management structure because you need to clarify rules. You need to avoid issues around tax, around fair play, competition, how you treat your suppliers. Friends, this is really around the way we work. Remember, I said to you, apart from the way we work, the way we recruit, every aspect of this I'll try And I trust God to help me as I look at every aspect to help you frame this in a way that will make sense. When I talk about respect for individuals, it must be clearly stated in your code what you expect. When I talk about respect for law, wherever your business is across the country or outside of the country, you must understand there are certain things that you cannot afford to toy with. And as far as respect for local customs come, you must always create that opportunity to ensure that wherever possible, your company or business conducts its activities in a manner sensitive to the culture and social traditions of communities with which, you know, you come into contact with. Friends, this is what ethics is all about. It's not just about moral behavior. The extreme dimensions to it. And I'm just going to open the phone lines briefly. Um, take your questions. In the days to come, you're going to find me break down every aspect I talked about. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're into manufacturing, what does it mean in writing this code of ethics as regards product safety and quality? I will let you, I'll just give you some headers so that you can go write it well. And when you write it, it's something that hopefully will help you keep your business on that path of sustainability. Well, at this juncture, I'll just call out one or two numbers. I know if I can take a call. Um, And it's really around a comment or question you may have. But let me tell you up front, if you really desire to know a lot more do send a message to contact at navigatewithid.com, the ID spelled I-D-Y, or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. For now, just call 0809-191-3913 or 0809-222-0913 or 0809-234-5913. That's a WhatsApp line too. If it has to do with ethics in business, especially that which I've handled today when I've talked about having given you the components of the code of business ethics. It's a tough one, but sometimes it could get tougher. And by the way, you can tweet at Lagos Talks 913. So, this...
1: Can I read out a tweet? Yes. Please. Uh, or rather a WhatsApp message. So please. Phoebe sent a message from the US saying, Hi Uncle ID, great show. I thought I'll clarify that in the US employees can discuss their pay with other employees. That kind of switch is protected by the National Labour um which is a relations board or the National Labor Relations Board, which is an agency that protects the rights of private sector employees. That being said many employers still make the mistake of trying to prohibit such speech it exposes them to lawsuits
0: yeah uh, Phoebe I worked for I I know that I worked for um, a US company our uh, US companies one thing I can tell you the contextual framework you can't come out to sit and talk with somebody about your salary um, and then the conditions precedent especially if you have um, you are better barred by a code of business remember it's a code of ethics the way to behave um there's respect for the laws of the land but the company in which you work is where you are and if they say to you listen you can't sit down for example if you and i could be on the same grade and if he must have gone out experience 10 years i just probably have two and a half and then i then not expect to be paid the same thing with if he and i start discussing with if he it can lead to X, Y, Z, and so it is not particularly acceptable. However, there are boards that are created to deal with private entities. Mm-hmm. You know, in the US, there are so many segments of it. I'm talking about what is right corporately. Um, if you have a private entity, just like in Nigeria, we call them business venture, Ife and Sons. It's very different from MTN. So you can't do that with MTN, but you can do it with Ife and Sons. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be regulated within the space of a law that keeps you, you know, to kind of manage. You know, typically, like, you have all these associations, associations of uh, part-time employees, you know, people that in Nigeria, there's even an association of uh, anything. Just wake up and think about something. You form like minds. Such people can get themselves under a certain norm, and then ultimately they register it, and then you start having boards. That's, in a way, the backhand part of explaining it, you know, in an international context. But, yes, I, I know that for a fact um, because, you know, I walk through the pipe. I walk through the pipe and I can say with every sense of humility that you can't just start announcing your salary. Otherwise, your pay slip should be, they should be posting it on the on the dot, salary for this month. Okay. Ify, um, what do you think?
1: Well, um, I, I mean, I've always known that you shouldn't you know yeah. it's it's been a thing, even without knowing that it was part of the ethics of business. Yeah. I just already knew that it was a thing not to discuss that you're going you know, with your employees. you
0: you'll create unnecessary wrangling in there, and that's Definitely. why yeah then that's why there's always a range when it comes to pay and compensation. there's a minimum job value and there's a maximum job value mm-hmm. so if you find grades crossover, so if you have one, two, three. Grade one, grade two, the upper limit of grade one becomes the lower limit of grade two. Mm. So you can find somebody in grade two, but earning the same thing as somebody in grade one. If you check the person in the organizational chart, or sorry, the profile, the grade one officer will be in the upper limit. Mm. So that upper limit automatically is the beginning yeah. of grade two. So they might be earning the same, but when you hear equalization, sometimes. Mm. Of compensation or salaries, that's what is looked at. You want to say, how do we harmonize it? You say to yourself, I want a certain percentile, mm-hmm. meaning certain people should be above the 50th percentile. Meaning, hey, you must at least get to half. If the range is, let's say, five to ten, mm-hmm. or zero one zero or one to ten, you want a lot of people to be around five plus. But many times. You'll find people are in two plus Mm -hmm. and then they they have to raise some people. Because they've said the range is a fiftieth percentile. Mm -hmm. Anybody under would be given some exceptional push Mm -hmm. to get him or her to five. Mm -hmm. Then those of you that are on five will be given something to hold you. That's I mean it's a whole dynamic. So you can't go
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uncle Eddie, I also wanted to ask you this, and I really hope you have like enough time. Like as yeah. regards this, and um, maybe eventually you might talk about it, depending. Okay, no, ask. Um, because sometimes in a in an organization that may not have as much structure as you have just described mm-hmm. right now, people might want to know how to value themselves. You okay. know, they get into a terrain and they're like, ah, what should I tell them that I want as a salary?" Yeah. You know, what do they pay these other people? So, mm. what would you say in that instance?
0: Good example. I joined Guinness, yeah. um, an interview panel. I was just, I was just a degree holder. I just finished my NYSE. The only asset I had was in the NYSE camp <laughs> in the UST that I came for. The, I'm serious. I came wow. for the for the interview, and then they then asked me and said, uh, "Young man, so how much would you like to be paid?" And I looked at this distinguished panel of, I said, "Well, I understand that this company would have. I'm a, I'm a young graduate. So from what I see and I know, I know that it's about ten thousand naira per annum." For a company of this type, and they looked at me and said, How do you know? I said, Because I asked, and I said, I asked. They said, Wow, that's very intelligent of you. I said, Thank you, sir. I said, But if you ask me as a businessman, because I've just come, meanwhile, I had a joint in camp, I left my joint in camp to come and attend the Guinness interview. And um, that day was a personal parade. Mm-hmm. I went to the camp commandant and I gave them the list of the guys that were doing p2 all the guys that were two is credit. I said, they should take from the Alawi. <laughs> These guys are owing me. My friend, D.K. Dimiri, D.K. Dimiri is a big boy in one of the banks. Yeah. He was my partner. Yeah. I said, D.K., stay and collect our money. <laughs> so I said to them, on the average, I was making 15 naira a day. So if I was making 15 naira a day, if you want to pay me and I'm going to work for 20, 21 days, it goes to the same 10,000. Mm-hmm. But do you know what my starting salary was? It was 10,000 per annum at oh, Guinness. Wow. So what am I saying? You must do some at least know about what's, what's the going rate for a young graduate in this sector. Okay. So don't just go to a place and say anything. anything that's anywhere by is. And anybody will pay you anything you want. True. Okay. All right, Antifi, at this juncture. I Thank you so much. And folks, we're back on Tuesday as we dimensionalize this whole business ethics and the code. Um, thank you so much for everything. Huh? Appreciate you all.